This episode of Cognitive Dissonance is brought to you by our patrons. You fucking rock. Be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. Recording live from Glory Hole Studios in Chicago, this is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical, it's political, and there is no welcome at. This is episode 488, no matter what the notes say, Cecil. Yes, no matter what, no so matter what. So easy to find the notes when you label them properly. And later on, we will have Glenda in the studio. So that's going to be a good time. Glenda is, uh, she she works at the Humanist Society here in Chicago. Um, and so we're going to have her in studio later to chit-chat about humanism, what it that means. Time. So yeah. it, should be- it should. Cecil, I want to tell you a little story. Okay, I'm, I'm anxious. So, this last week for my work, I had to go to a conference slash retreat. I don't even know what you'd call it. A summit. Sure. sure. Whatever the fuck summit. You call it, right? Oh, yeah. You're important. It's not really so a, re- a summit. It's let's, not let's really do a summit. Retreat. Doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter. Summit. We've already it's decided. It's All right, summit. I went to a, it's a summit. summit. I went to a summit. And uh, so it's just like two or three days of like meetings, and then you have dinner and drinks, you know, and then you have to stay overnight there, and it's terrible. So I, I had to go, and we went to this place called Lake Geneva. So if you're not from the Chicago area, what Lake Geneva is, is a uh, big-ass goddamn lake where all the rich people in Chicago yes. Yes. park their boats mm-hmm. and buy houses they don't use. Yes, and right? then ski in the winter. Right. Because right. there's a tiny, tiny hill. There's, yeah, there's, a, there's like a mound of dirt yeah. from like a construction yeah, site exactly. nobody cleaned yeah. up. And they're yeah. like, let's ski that's, on it! Yeah, that's, we're skiing! That's what they do. <laughs> it's fucking insane. Because we're in the middle of nowhere and the moment there's 15 feet of elevation, so everyone's like, like barely able to climb the hill. Right. Like, <laughs> whoa, dude. <laughs> I'm shredding some fresh powder up here on this. They even Wisconsin. have one of those things. They even have one of those things. Those, do they uh, really? They uh, do. They have one lift? of those ski lift things. They do. In Wisconsin? In Wisconsin. And it goes up. I'm not even kidding when I say it, it goes up maybe 35 feet. <laughs> Well, to be fair, with the amount of cheese curds uh, available God, to you in it's Wisconsin. Hilarious. Well, yeah, there's no way. There's no way a Wisconsinite could walk that. I will say this, so, too. I kind of love Wisconsin because, like, I'm a walking six and a half or seven, but I go to Wisconsin. Oh, I'm a fucking a, Wisconsin 10. You're a fucking, you're you know a spinal I mean? tap 11. You're Are you like, kidding me? You're just like, oh, which way to the gun show? Like, it's like ridiculous <laughs> oh, when you yeah. get out there. Oh, yeah. You so, got a fucking armadillo on your trousers <laughs> up there. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Although the only options would be Wisconsin talent options. Oh, so it's yeah, a nightmare. No, it's yeah, a nightmare yeah, no matter it, what. I, I take it, it all back. Sure, yeah. Yeah, no amount of sweaters can yeah. hide that horror. Like, And I wore six. I wore six <laughs> sweaters. You just keep pulling the sweaters <laughs> sweater? off. You're like a Russian nesting dolls <laughs> yeah. of Wisconsin sweaters. Yeah, exactly. So we go up there, and one of the things that we did on the second evening is we took a private boat tour of... <laughs> Lake Geneva. Woo! So Lake Geneva is way bigger than I thought yeah, it was going to yeah, be. Yeah, like, it's pretty big. It like is big. Massively it is big. bigger yeah, yeah, than I thought yeah. it was going to be. It's big. 
and and, uh, and this the pants the, hide it well. <laughs> <laughs> but the the thing that struck me is like we're going, and this this guy, you know, it's like drinks on this boat, and like you know, we're all standing, sitting, and you know, watching the lake go by, and uh, the captain guide guy is on his little talkie mic. And there's like twelve of us, right? I don't. You, I don't know. You all didn't the boat use term. a specific. I don't know all the term for anything you just said. <laughs> the captain guy is on his talkie mic. Yeah. Okay, so anyway, you and continue. He's, he's giving us the, yeah. the lowdown on what we're looking at, right? Water. And I thought to myself, Trees. is is like so? This house, you know, this stretch of oh, homes. Oh God, kill me! This stretch of homes, oh. like a mile stretch, used to be owned by the Wrigley. Who family. fucking cares? Well, hold on a second. And then we're looking, and Cecil, like I will say that. Outside of like some of the mansions, like the Roosevelt Mansion, yeah, like yeah. these are some of the biggest, most palatial homes on okay, the lake sure, that I've sure. ever seen. Okay, they're out. They're amazing. They're grand in yeah. scope, right? And they're beautiful. And he said, ninety-five percent of these homes are occupied less than two weeks out of the year. <gasps> these are a lot. Uh, so I, of course, I have to look, right? So I take a look, and a lakefront lot is several million dollars. Okay. Just the lot sure. without anything built on it. Yeah. Most of these homes are unoccupied 50 weeks of the year. I'm on this boat with all these people, like 12 of us, right? And we're all, and they're like, I want to get one of these too and be super rich. And I'm just like, this is disgusting. <laughs> Bernie Sanders would have a heart attack right now. All I'm thinking is like, in my mind, there's a part of me that's apoplectic yep, with rage yep, yeah. at the wealth disparity Unreal. that we are taking a tour. Yeah of being on the wrong side of wealth disparity. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And like, it, what it was, was like an aspirational masturbatory wealth tour. Yeah. And I was yeah. just like, why are we doing yeah. this? You guys are all temporary, de temporarily depressed millionaires. Right. Right? You're all just like, oh, one day when I win the lottery, I'm going <laughs> to buy one of these houses and then I won't invite any of you here. <laughs> exactly. What is like, we paid a lot of money uh, to look at what we don't have and wish we had it. And that's fucking the most American thing. It's amazing. <laughs> like, we drank beer uh, on a boat we paid for to look at things we don't can, have can and never covet own, them. Can never own. God, you know what? It's a coveting tour. Whenever I put a person's voice, though, to that, I always think of the guy from The Crow who's like, here's a big goddamn guy. People. Like that's what I always think of that like wacko guy who's like such a like he's clearly mentally handicapped. It's like he did way too much meth, and he's like, burn, 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 burn. oh my gosh. Okay, so uh, let me let me let me yeah, let me try yeah. it. I got I got another story. So I had a dream the other night. Oh my <laughs> fucking that is it. We that I that I found someone's mm, cell phone. I'm gonna look at my phone, and then I woke up in the morning. Yep. And I left the house and I left my cell phone at home all day. Then when I came back from outside from the day, I found a set of keys in the door outside coming in and I kept those keys. So I had found a phone the <laughs> night before. I found a set of keys. Right? Huh? Right? <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, right, well, here's the, the thing. Here's the thing, though, Tom. Yeah, it's not going to be any more of a scam than what we're about ready to talk about. This is this story is a long fucking article, yeah. and it's like kind of worth have, the read. We have two really highly skeptical articles this yeah. week that were amazing. They're really yeah, good. They're like really it was amazing. really pleased yeah, to yeah, find. Yeah. 
So uh, this this article is from CNBC, and again, I didn't have any idea that there was reasonably long form journalism at CNBC. I know, yeah, it's, until I found it, this, it's got to be ten pages long. Um, biohackers fell hard for a company selling hydrogen water, but many now say the whole thing was a scam. What? What's a biohacker? So isn't that a butcher? <laughs> No, it's actually this really cool game where you like put this stuff on your hand and then you can like shoot fire at the, you know, underwater Nazis or whatever oh, they are. Man. Like, the best one of that is yeah. the third one, Bioshock Infinite. Oh, oh so good. It's, my son played it. It was beautiful. It's, it's gorgeous. And they're all like awful racist. So you don't feel bad about killing any of them. <laughs> there's a scene. I, I, I watched my son play it. I yeah. remember there's like a scene where it's like, we should stone. There's like a black. Yeah, they're going like to stone a, a and kill. A black girl yeah. and like a white guy. They're, yeah, they're going to kill him. It's yeah. like. You have to make a choice. Like, do I want to side with the racists? And I was yeah. like, well, there's very fine people on both yeah. sides. Where's that option? <laughs> I didn't that know what camera pans and it's just Trump standing there. <laughs> yeah. Bioshock, I think it's amazing. Anyway, this, this thing is about hydrogen water. <laughs> and I already thought, now, yeah. I, I don't know a lot about water, but I was thinking to myself, well, I was like, just a simple country isn't, chicken. Isn't there, <laughs> isn't there already twice as much hydrogen in water than anything else? Like, you're like, mm, I think that if you change the amount of hydrogen, it's now not water, yeah. right? <laughs> right? Like if it's H3O, that's not water yeah. anymore. No, yeah. yeah. H3O is not water. Right. Yeah, it's something else. What they're, I think what they're talking about is like dissolving. Like, so you can dissolve gases into liquids, sure, right? Sure, absolutely. So just to be just, and yeah. so they, what they purport to have assembled is a machine that dissolves hydrogen into water so that you consume more hydrogen. Because we all know that a lot of our health problems are caused by a lack of consuming hydrogen. Every single time I go to the doctor, they slap a mask on me and give me a whole big dose of hydrogen. <laughs> when was the last time you ever even heard anything except for hydrogen peroxide being used? Yeah, like, by the way, H2O2. So you know, different. Right. Yeah, different. You know what you're not full of? Yeah. Enough blimps. Yeah. <laughs> like that's... <laughs> What like I'm already fuck? shaped like a zeppelin. Yeah, no <laughs> shit, right? I don't need that. I don't need to look like. But seriously, like, do you, you don't go to the doctor and be like, "Yeah, I need my fucking daily dose of hydrogen," or you pop your hydrogen pills. Right. None of that <laughs> stuff. Just floating <laughs> out of just, the bottle. They're <laughs> trying to grab them out of the air. <laughs> you take one of those mylar balloons and you just huff it. You're just like. Yeah. People are going to set a scene. Those are full of helium. Well, I not know. anymore because we're fucking out of helium. <laughs> out of helium. Yeah. <laughs> not yet. We'll Can, soon. Can we can we do something like and I, I know the answer is no, but I would like it if we could. Can we stop treating every fucking medical malady like a goddamn nutritional deficiency? Yes, that, I, that does not cancer is not a fucking nutritional yeah. deficiency. Like I understand maybe the impulse at its base level that like if I put more things into the machine that the machine will work better. But look, it's a big, complicated machine. And if you don't understand that, watch like one season of House. Yeah. There's like lots of things that can <laughs> yeah, go yeah, wrong. Exactly. There's hundreds yeah. of dozens of yeah, things exactly. that can go wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like everything that goes wrong with you is not because you didn't eat enough selenium or yeah. zinc yep. or hydrogen yep. or fucking carbon dioxide. Like whatever. Like stop. Stop. With, it's not a nutritional deficiency. Yeah. Sometimes the machine doesn't work good because other stuff. Well, you know, a, a while back, you and I were having a conversation because people that we knew were like, all I got to do is drink one <laughs> little cap full of apple cider vinegar every day and it'll like remove all the calcium from all your arthritic joints. Right, I remember thing. that. First off, 
I don't even know if arthritis is caused by any of that stuff. I don't know, period. Right. But even if it was, you, your comment to me when, when they said it after we left, it was just like, yeah, but just because you eat something doesn't mean it just immediately like disperses <laughs> into your body. Like, like, like it's not like sperm and egg, right? We're right. just like, just, yeah, swimming upstream. <laughs> Got to go get in there. It's none of that shit. It's, it's not a mush. It's a yeah, closed system. Exactly. All your systems yeah. are closed. You don't just like eat apple cider vinegar and then your body's like, oh, is that apple cider vinegar? Open the gates. <laughs> just like... <laughs> what kind of vinegar is it? Apple cider? Oh, it's a different acetic acid. Like, yeah. But it's like, you know, people see this stuff and like you say, cancer especially. No, Cancer's the, the worst all when the it comes to this stuff because people immediately think, well, all I have to do is eat my vegetables, eat my one apple yeah. a day and I'm going to be okay and I'm going to be, and I can get rid of this cancer. Yeah. All I have to do is juice or all I have to do is- Alkaline yeah, diet. Exactly. Or like, all yeah. this, like, stop, stop. Like, yeah. You, like, that's like, just just learn one time the basics of what cancer even is. Yeah. And you realize like, it's not because you didn't put the right food in your tum-tum. Yep. yep right? Yep. Yep. And it's like, yep. or, or if it is, it's not going to get fixed because you put different food in the tum-tum. Exactly. Just because you ate bacon for your whole life and now you have colon cancer. Right. Doesn't mean you can I gotta eat. I got radishes. just be like, time to eat some celery. <laughs> it's like, no, can't roll back to client. You can't turn back time, Cher. Sorry. No matter what you do, you know? All right, so this this fucking machine is kind of amazing. Like yeah. it's the scammiest. This scam this is had a scam attached to it. Scam. Like this it's is scammy as fuck. So they this company like so biohackers. Let's talk about bio biohackers are people that think they find some secret to how your body works, and that by doing this generally speaking, yeah. that by doing one or two sort of like you didn't think it was possible, kind of just do this one right, simple, right. like basically if you treat your body like fucking msn.com clickbait, yeah. like yeah. just do this one simple trick and the IRS yeah, exactly. can't That's exactly you, it, right? You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Like biohackers believe that shit. Or if you sleep five hours and 21 minutes instead of six hours, you'll be tricking your body into growing wings, yeah, you know, yeah, like all yeah. this crazy you hear, shit. You hear, and it's yeah. not just one thing, it's, it's a dozen things, right? Yeah. Like you say, sleep or, you know, um, food or those types of things, yeah. exercise. There's all these people who say like, like, do you remember the P90X, the muscle confusion thing? Do you oh, remember yeah. this? We're just, we're yeah. just like, <laughs> your, your muscles are like, I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> Better get yeah. bigger and stronger. <laughs> yeah. You're just like, yeah, like, like it's no, just, it's just hard work. It's just hard work. That's yeah. all it is. You do hard you didn't work. Do your anything. muscles are like, we need more yeah. of that. You did nothing different right. than what anybody else in the history of mankind to grow <laughs> muscles has done, but you called it something catchy. Right. And that's what this is, right? This is one of those bullshit jade egg garbage goop things. Right. And they they call it something. They're like, oh, it's a it's hydrogen water. Dude, it's hydrogen water. What hydrogen? Do you remember when like super duper oxygenated water was like the thing a few years back? I like, don't. Was it? Oh, that's probably not good for you because like, you don't want. They like triple oxygenated the you water. Probably or don't want that. Isn't that hydrogen peroxide? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think if they just dissolve more oxygen yeah, right. instead of like I see what you change mean. Yeah, it. Yeah, but yeah, like, change it. Like, and then they're like, uh, that's like a free radical. That's, that's like what I was saying. Like, like it's a free radical. It's, yeah. not, it's not great. Yeah, but that yeah. was like a thing for a I mean, hot minute. Like we do things like called antioxidants right. rather than oxidants. So then I, if I yeah. do that and then eat like a thousand acai berries <laughs> right afterwards. You're just like you're just like antimatter and matter you're like, like eating joining a plum. Up. <laughs> you're constantly shoving plums in your mouth. All right, here's the diet C. So yeah. what you do is you take a shot glass of baking soda and a shot glass of vinegar. <laughs> <laughs> and then have them fight it out in your stomach. Whichever one wins. <laughs> Human science fair project. I wonder if anybody's ever tried to down that stuff and then like they throw up because it's- 100% YouTube has yeah. this. 
There is a 100% chance right now that somebody on YouTube... Because I have had an, like an acid stomach or whatever, yeah. and I've drank like baking Sodium soda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and that's all. That's all that plop plop fizz fish shit is. Oh yeah, yeah. that's all it is. Right. It's just you know, it's just and a base, just, and you just you just cancel it out. So I know right. that you can do that. So yeah, yeah. I, and you can drink vinegar. I, you could do that and just feel bad. I <laughs> and guess just like, like your tum tum's all rumbly. You are just rumbly for hours. It's like you just look over at your wife yeah. like I'm getting a hotel. Yeah. Your stomach <laughs> your stomach turns into the fire swamp from Princess Bride. You sound like one of the bucket boys on fucking Michigan Avenue. I'm sleeping outside yeah. for a while. <laughs> I don't want you to see me like this. <laughs> I made my pants. <laughs> I need new pants. Uh, but, right, so, so this guy yeah. sells these machines. Yeah. They're, uh, they're hydrogen <laughs> water <laughs> machines. It's a soda stream with hydrogen. I know. But they but the thing is, is that they sell these things and they they uh they tap into your regular water. Well, the amount of shit that you have to do in order... So what they want you to do is they want you to install one of these and then become an influencer, right? right? So use your social media um, power to go and say how great hydrogen water is. And so you have to, out of pocket, huge red flag, get a $10,000 So much money! Huge red flag. (laughs) Huge red flag. By the way, if anybody would like to... Um, sign on for our cognitive dissonance hydrogen water. <laughs> you know what? No, we just we want you to be influencers. And yeah. if you pay us ten thousand dollars, we will be influencers. <laughs> That's I'm no just being honest. Yeah, I'll be super fucking yeah. influenced. You can pick a story. <laughs> you can pick my nose. Yeah. Ten thousand dollars. <laughs> but anyway, these these people, huge red flag. You gotta you gotta shell out ten grand. Once you do, and your posts start getting like a lot of. Uh, a lot Action. of likes yeah. and a lot of stuff like that. And not even not like, like not even, I didn't even think they had metrics like this. It basically just said post a few times. And as you post, we'll pay you money. Right. So we will give you X amount of dollars for, it's like 300 bucks or something like that for this, this, uh, for your payment. So your payment, we're going to pay it off for you. Right. You just have to be out of pocket initially. And anytime you're the one out of pocket right away, all right, we're not selling it to you. You can't afford not to do this, but you do have to take out a five-figure loan in order to do this. Could you imagine, like, you know, if you're talking to these people, and I don't want to, I don't want to bash on the people who got tricked by this, right? Because it, no. it's not their fault. But if you ever hear anybody say, I have this product and I want you to have it for free, but you have to buy it from me and then I'll pay you back. That is the I will gladly pay you Tuesday for a hamburger today of hydrogen water. Run scream. First off, run screaming from hydrogen water in general, but also run screaming from anything that seems like that. Right? That's this is like a multi-level marketing scam. Look, if if you gotta buy the fucking crate of sex toys before you can have your sex toy party, if you gotta buy the fucking two thousand dollar vacuum before you're allowed to sell two thousand dollar vacuums, I've sold a lot of shit in my life. I've never bought the thing in order to sell the thing. Right. The company I work for owns the things I sell yeah. if it's a legitimate company. And then I'm like, I can sell that. And they're like, cool, we'll pay you if you do. And I'm yeah. like, great. 
Yeah, start writing checks. Because you're not a retailer, right? right? What they do is they try to turn everybody into yes, a retailer yes. because they want it off their desk and they yep. want the money from it. And yep. so what they do is they turn you into a retailer exactly. and now you're on the hook for it. Uh -huh. You're the one who has all the risk for it. Not the company who wants to sell Avon or whatever marketing, whatever junk. marketing garbage thing they want to hit you up with this week. Yep. You know, last just last week, just last week, yep. my wife comes in and she's like, so this guy I went to high school with. And I was like, okay. And she's like, yeah, I'm on Facebook. And he sent me a message. And I was like, okay. And she's like, yeah, he's, he's like, yeah. Hey, Sarah, love your art. By the way, I have this brand new opportunity that I, cause, cause that's how they reach you. Yep. You know, that's how they go after you is these big, you know, they, they go on their own social media and they just send mass emails to everybody that they can to be like, Hey, just so you know, I'm in on the ground floor, this amazing opportunity. And yeah, then they sure try to sell you fucking Avon or what? And I don't even know yeah. all of these, right? Nutra's Nutra, whatever blender. I don't know, but there's a bunch yeah, of these right. out there. Anytime it's so good, you can't buy it in stores. Exactly. Like, stop and say that yeah. out loud. <laughs> oh my God, it's so good, I can't buy it. <laughs> well, I should get two of them then. <laughs> Defense. Defense. Are you it's kidding so, me? But, but, and they also do this with jobs. Have you ever heard about this with jobs? Where you'll go into a, a, like a job or like oh, yeah. try to hire you and be like, yeah, all you have to do is just pay for the training and then you have the job. And you're like, wait a minute. Yeah. If you want me to do the job, you'll just train me, right? right? But instead, they're try it's, it's just a marketing garbage scam, right? That's all it is. And in, in particular, these people own the thing, right? Wait a minute. They what? own the thing and be like, here you go. <laughs> I have this thing, but you got to pay me 10 grand for it. <laughs> Are you kidding you me right now? You have to pay me $10,000 for the privilege of advertising exactly. this for it's me. The, what the it's fuck is that? But the worst part is, and I don't, again, I don't want to make fun of these people because these people are sick. Yeah. Right. That's why they're doing it. Yeah. They're not doing it because they're, because they, they have a choice. They, they're very sick people yep. and they think that this might be the one thing that can help them. That's right. why they're doing it. Yeah. Because if you already feel great, like you're not going to be like, well, maybe I'll just dissolve some <laughs> more Whatever particles. Yeah, exactly. Put some argon yeah. in my water. Like, what are you? Oh, it's gallium infused yeah. water. Is so mm. I'm dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's a it's a horrible scam and they're preying on the most vulnerable. And then the machines get all moldy. Well, that's the worst part. Is shitty the, well, the, the machines are garbage, right? The so they're terrible. Yeah, they they get moldy. Then they start telling people there's a ton of conditions on how you get your money back. And then they start telling people it's your fault that the machine's fucked up. You can't put in tap water. You have to put in distilled water. And they're just like, well, you didn't say that when I bought the fucking <laughs> right. thing. And you have to like buy a bunch of distilled water. <laughs> and right or you have to like distill your own water. <laughs> distill your own water is amazing. <laughs> yeah. What a great machine. Uh, well, for $10,000, you can get this thing hooked up. that will distill the water at home. Yeah. Oh, I should buy that too. Well, the company, suppose now a couple good things coming out of this. One of the companies that did the loans is trying to work with people to be like, hey, this is clearly a scam. We didn't know we were in a scam. Right. This is what they're saying nowadays, right? They did yeah. they certainly gave a lot of these loans out before. And then they they Yeah, they probably didn't know what the product was yeah, they were loaned. Maybe, before. maybe. You know, you know what like, I mean? So you never know. now they're now they're saying we're we're in on your side. Um, some of these people are going to, you know, the government to be like, Hey, you've got to help me in some way, please help me because I, yeah. I can't get that. One person left 50 messages in like two weeks time just to try to get somebody to talk to them. I mean, these are absolute scam artists. They're, yeah. they're, uh, they're out there trying to steal money from people and, and lie to them. First off, lie to them about a bogus product, sell them a bogus machine and then, and then do it on credit. <laughs> it's like. 
when you're, when I was driving to the studio today, I can't tell you how many signs I passed where it was like, be your own boss, real estate apprentice needed, make $10,000 a month by calling this number on this like cardboard sign yeah, yeah. glued to a tree. <laughs> and I'm like, nobody making 10 grand a month. Yeah. Nobody who's like, I could definitely, I've got a $10,000 I could pay to an assistant. Yeah. The way I'm going to find Find them is is by gluing a cardboard (laughs) sign to a tree. Like think about nobody is going to pay you to post something on your Instagram unless you're a Kardashian. Yeah. Right? Like if you're just like a normal person. And even a Kardashian. Pennies, pennies, pennies. And even a Kardashian, all they're going to get is like an invite to the fire festival. (laughs) (laughs) That's all they're going to get. Right. Like if your following is huge, like, yeah, you will you maybe get a free shirt or something? Like, yeah, wear this shirt and like go to a cool place. Fine. But they send you the shirt. Yeah. If it's like, buy this shirt and I'll buy it back from you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> buy yeah. it back. Yeah. Best case scenario, <laughs> I didn't do anything exactly, at all. Right. What is happening yeah. well, right and, now? And then the and then right now, even if even if they followed through, even right. if they followed through and paid all those those payments to you, you still have a machine that doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> it's the crystal of truth. Yes, isn't it lovely? Just a little experiment. It's pulling. Don't be wrong. Don't fight. Give. Give the crystal your fear, your love, your secrets. Give the crystal everything. Give it your very So this article is from The Guardian. This article surprised me because I actually thought that this was over now or mostly winding down, but I guess it's heating back up. Um, This is called Dark Crystals, the brooding reality behind a booming wellness craze. So like, I kind of remember when crystals were like, like healing crystals were a big deal, maybe 20, 25 years ago. I mean, it's been a long time. It was in the 90s when it was like- rub this rose quartz on your nuts to be more fertile or like fucking whatever that. Yeah. Oh, you have the vibrational yeah. energy. Yeah, of these rocks touch geode, your rocks. Right? Yeah. <laughs> we'll yeah. make your boobs grow bigger, yeah, exactly. like whatever. Yeah. But I guess it's bad. I guess it's bigger than ever. Like this article was yeah. kind of amazing. So the, the market for crystals in general has grown to like gargantuan, crazy proportions. Yeah. And people have a host like a myriad of crazy beliefs around like what these shiny rocks will do. Yeah. Generally relating to like some kind of vibrational energy thing. Yeah. That kind of seems to be the one unifying None of these nonsense. people could explain it to you. No. No, they wouldn't be no, able to. Yeah. No. Or you yeah. you can't, the problem is you, the only problem with vibrational energy mathematics around crystals is that you can't see it, measure it, explain sure. it. Yeah. It's a dragon um, in your garage. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's basically what it is. Right. Yeah. So there's no way to tell anybody. Yeah. You but, can't explain. Uh, but appallingly also like the market for really rare crystals is booming. Yeah. Is going up. And like when you have like really rare commodities and then you incentivize those things and then the, the value of those things goes up, you know, these things are oftentimes found in countries where it's like, cool, that, fucking thing that's hard to get to that there's very little of is worth a lot of money now. I bet a kid could dig it out of there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, and and communities are being like, basically we're we're creating 
situations where like poor people are being absolutely undermined. Yeah, completely exploited. By their minds. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Undermined. I like that. (laughs) But, you know, one of the things that they do is they don't ever pass that money on to the person. They're making an an insane amount of money and they want to blame everybody on the chain. There's a portion of this where some hippy dippy dude comes in to try to buy a crystal or there's a story of one. He comes in and he's like, and they say, how much is that crystal? He says 20 bucks. And he's like, I'll give you five. And you're like, and then he's like, well, it's basically his fault that I can't pay more for these crystals. And that's why those people don't make a lot of money. And it's like, no, there's a price for it, right? If there's not a market for it, there's not a market for it. But these people are practically killing themselves for pennies on the dollar. They're, They're in awful conditions in mines so deep that they can't get oxygen. That, that shit is insane. Yeah. They are, they're deep enough where the mines collapse. They get injured constantly because they're basically mining stone, which is sharp. They don't have the regular tools right. for it. So they're getting injured doing this work. And then we're paying them literally pennies on the dollar so that we can take those things and bring them here and sell them at crystal shows to people. I was watching a show the other day. I was showing one of these stations. I don't know, maybe E, I'm not sure. It's called Dating No Filter. Okay. And it's a it's a it's a show where someone dates, they go out on a date and they film the whole thing. And then two comedians basically riff on the date. And it's actually it's actually funny. It's actually a really funny show. <laughs> I would yeah. hate that so yeah, much. Right. Of course you would. And uh who wouldn't, right? But right. The, everybody on there's an attention horror, so they love right. it. But you know, like, well, the the the, the people from LA they show up and the girl brings a gift to the guy and it's a rose quartz. And he, oh she pulls it out. He's like, she's like, I got a gift for you. And she opens her hand. He's like, is it rose quartz? And so like, I think, and I don't know if you remember this, but when we were talking, I want to say it was to, maybe it was to Megan or it was to Esme. I don't remember who it was, but they were saying like that crystal shit is still huge in California. I thought it's that still died down. happening like crazy in California. I'm pretty sure it was Megan who was telling us about yeah, this. I think so. Um, yeah. Who was like, yeah, it just happens all the time out here and it's just constant. And so this sort of thing, there's a huge market for it. And they have these giant crystal showcase fucking expos where people bring in, they ship in all this stuff and they sell immense amounts of these. They're saying the market for this is in the millions of dollars every year. I thought it was billions. Billions of dollars. Maybe maybe it was billions. I thought it was hundreds of millions or billions, but it's an immense amount of money. And these people are making, you know, where somebody is going to sell a a 40 or $50 crystal, they're making 40 cents off of it. That's just like, there's, and, and it's all just made up. Yeah. Like the, the value, like when you go to buy, when you go to buy a piece of like nice jewelry now, like almost all the jewelry that you buy, like will tell you like it's certified, like cruelty free yeah, type, you know, whatever. Blood diamonds or whatever. Right. Yeah, yeah. I don't, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And because like, we've come to an understanding around gemstones that like, we don't want to send people into horrifying conditions. Sure. Like we're done with that world. Yeah. As much as like we can be. And so like, that 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 demand has swung so that when you go to buy a nice piece of jewelry now, everything will tell you like this is certified to be evil free, like yeah. as much as is possible, right? And so you can buy that with something approaching a clear conscience. Right. I know that we will get email from people saying that there are still problems yeah, with that. Yeah. I do know that there are still problems with I, that. I saw that there was crazy, there was stuff that the, I, I've watched several videos where the people have said, I want to buy a cruelty-free diamond, and they found that the certifications are fraudulent. Uh, so they're they're certifying it, or they're saying they're certifying it, they're buying it from certain dealers, and they're saying it is, and then they bought it from someone else who said it was. And right. so, like, there's a, yeah, I know there's definitely yeah. some shit out there that is not, it's, you're right, it's not the same, it's not a cruelty-free. Right. So, so but like, I, you know, 
what needs to happen is if we're going to have this market for, again, pretty rocks that people have decided are worth something. Yeah, because they're, I mean, literally worth nothing. Right. Yeah. It's, it has no, has no, um, it's just, it's just a value on its own. It's just right? aesthetic value. It's just yeah. like, it's yeah. a pretty thing that yeah. we, we've decided we'd like. Yeah. I actually don't care. No, like, that's yeah, fine. It's fine. I like pretty things too. Sure. Sure. It's fine. Yeah. We have to get to the point in the marketplace where we demand some kind of cruelty-free certification. Like, if, if you're buying something, and just think about, like, think hippies. Like, if you're buying yeah. something to, like, make you fucking feel at peace inside, like some fucking Serenity Now crystal. Yeah. Like, how could you have a Serenity Now crystal that, like, just came out of a mine that, like, buried a toddler? You sure, know? Sure. Like, you can't have that. Like, it would be tainted with the evil fate and spirits of the diggers or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's not just crystals though, right? Like, like Nestle and all these other chocolate companies, they get children to do work in countries for cocoa. They do uh, the palm oil, which is like, yeah. like one of the big ingredients in chocolates is, is for, like forced labor. We're talking slavery at yeah. this point. And I remember hearing or at least seeing, and again, I, I think it was a meme, so I can't find the story right now. But it said something like Nestle was going to have a hard time not giving, you know, not using slave labor based on this because it was going to be hard for them to do. And even in this, in one of the articles that we just read, the article basically says that they, they're like, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll abide by it according to the timeline. They didn't say they were like, no more slavery. They were just like, well, don't worry. We'll transition out of it is what they basically said. Transition out of slave labor. Yeah, that's, and that's what, I mean, I'm not kidding, right? That's what we just read, right? Was what they said. I know. So they did, their, their CEO said something like, don't worry, we're going to transition out of it um, during the timeline that they suggest. So, you know, the thing is, is like we, there's a lot of products that do this. There's a lot of products that have this. And you can't even switch over to Willy Wonka because they've got the Oompa Loompa and Squirrel oh, Problem. Oh, the Squirrel Problem there, yeah. And those so are like, yeah, well, like, you know what you need is you need one of those people from like those animal liberation fronts <laughs> blowing up Willy Wonka's place because <laughs> of the squirrel labor. But seriously, well, that's about just, the child abuse yeah. too. Like you can't, these kids blow up like balloons in there. <laughs> you should see what they have. You should see what Nestle has those kids doing. No, but seriously, like, like this is what our, this is what our world is. We've exploit, we exploit people, you know, the richest of our world. And we're part of that. Oh, for exploit sure. Exploit the yeah. rest of the world yeah. all the time. You know, what was it, what is it with the computer boards? There's some sort of what's the cobalt? cobalt yeah, it is? cobalt mining, and yeah. it's and it's horrid. It's it's the, horrid, and it's in all the technology that we have, like all the really high end technology that you're like, look at this new thing. It does the womb, and it's got the touch, and it does a big ado, and you're like, look at how amazing it is. My Tesla is basically made of cobalt, you know. And, but like people, people are like horribly abused in those places, yeah. and so that it, it's just one of those things that we do. There's no. There's no way to cruelty-free life. There's no, no cruelty-free life you can live right. and, and consume in America. But to some degree, what you can do is expose, like, because like I, and I, and I recognize that. And like, one of the problems I have is that like, I feel crushed by the inability to make ethical choices, especially with my dog. Right, right. I feel crushed Me by too, that. me too. But like, one thing we can do is we can like, when there are options, we can exclusively buy those yeah. options. And tell like, everybody about it. Yeah, and be squeaky. It, because it has changed the diamond industry. Yeah. It has changed the gemstone industry. Yeah. There, there are things you can do. People will, when given options, people will spend more money to buy something 
that doesn't stink like child blood. Yeah. Because that yeah. stuff is hard to wash it off is. and you got to use difficult. cold water. Yeah. It's a whole thing. And what's weird is you use tied child blood to get the child <laughs> blood off. Where they squeeze, they freshly squeeze the children. Child. It's just it's just a never-ending circle. But th there are economic incentives that do work. Yeah. Um, guess all I got to really say is that I'm gay, black, a furry, pretty much everything a Republican hates, and the best esports player of the year, I guess. <laughs> Thank you so much. So this story comes from Right Wing Watch, um, and I love this story just because it's amazing. So furry convention shows Milo Yiannopoulos the door. Yeah. So everything is coming up shit for Milo. Absolutely. And I think it's terrific. Yeah. yeah. And uh, like he's been banned from the everything. Yeah. He tried to like lead the straight pride parade, even though he's a gay dude. Like that didn't that was, work. That was weird. It's weird. Yeah. He's weird. Yeah. Everybody hates him. And I love when provocateurs, like everybody just kind of turns on him because it's like your your whole thing was turning on people. Yeah. That was you were trying to cash in on the mean spiritedness of the online world and to pull that into the real world. And yeah. what you find is that when you pull that into the real world, everybody dislikes that almost always. So yeah. he's kind of persona non grata everywhere. He's got, he got kicked, he got banned from Australia. Yeah, they, they completely banned him character. from Australia. They said, can't come here. Yeah, yeah. Character defect. Yeah. You can't come to Australia at all. When a whole country, yeah. which was founded by convicts. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, founded by criminals. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, yeah not you. Yeah. You We're full of bogans here. and you can't you come can't, here. You can't be here. Get the fuck. Yeah. Can't sit with us. So like on his like, whatever social media that's still left to him, like we tweet or something like, I, I don't even know what it's called. It, it's something nobody uses. He said he's going to the Midwest furries convention. Yeah. The fur fest. And the fur fest people were like, wait a minute. If there's something about furries, it's we are an inclusive, yeah. non-judgmental group of people. Yeah. You like, ain't welcome. We aren't having somebody who's made their entire livelihood. on being a judgmental dick. Yeah coming to the fucking furry convention yeah. and they fucking booted him out. Yeah, they kicked him out. And I know I know some people going to this. So I, I have friends who are going to this and they had said, they were like initially like really happy that this happened. But then one of them posted to Facebook and again, I don't know how true this is, but one of them posted to Facebook that the Proud Boys are now going to show up and maybe protest or either or go you're in. Ruin these guys' good yeah, time, right? So you're gonna you're gonna ruin these people's good time. They're they're going there to have a good time, and they're gonna go there and be judgmental pricks about it. So the, he's picked another marginalized group to go after, so and then ridiculous. attack. That's what he's decided to do. Yeah, like when when you have to go after like when you're like you know I'm gonna fight I'm gonna fight people who want to wake do a dress up convention. Yeah, that's who I want to like give shit to. It's like yeah. what. What are you doing? Like, yeah. don't you have better things to do with your time? Is this the big, like anybody who confuses these assholes with like big issues, like important things like free speech and, you know, it's none of that. Yeah. They're just looking to pick on somebody yeah. and they're out of targets at that. Like they've, they've already lost fighting all the targets that, that have power. Yeah. Right. So they're, they're like your point, like they're finding the more mar they're trying to find As who has the least amount yeah. of power. It's a group is smallest. That's group. what I want. Like, that's who yeah. I want to fight because yeah. I'm a fucking coward. Yeah, that's exactly it. And and he's been he's been a shitty person since the beginning. Since the very beginning, Milo has been a shitty person. He's um you know he he uh, coaxed his fans to attack people on Twitter yeah. and got kicked off for it. He's been. Uh, kicked off of dozens of places. In fact, one of the things that happened, I want to say a while back on Facebook or something, he posted 
a bunch of uh, like a bar bill that he had oh, I remember for like this. five grand yeah. and he got into a huge, mm-hmm. you know, just trying to, he's just trying to show people like how, how rich he was. And everybody's just like, what the fuck? Like, you know, like we're not that rich. Basically, they just yeah. att- it doesn't matter what he does. And it's because, you know, when you're a shitty person, people treat you like a shitty person. Yeah. And that's what he is. He's just a genuinely shitty douchebag dude. A guy who gives no grace, receives none. no grace None return. whatsoever. Yeah. So doctor, what is the ocean? Okay, the ocean is the vast body of salt water that occupies three-fourths of our planet. That's way too much. No, that's actually fine. Um, But the water levels are rising. Because of how many fish there are? No, the fish are actually dying. They're drowning. No, the problem is pollution. Pollution is causing the marine habitats to be destroyed and the water levels to rise. Ugh, I'm starving. At that point, I thought I'd learned it all. This story comes from Right Wing Watch. Uh, this is Jim Baker. Talk of I, this talk of climate change is an effort to pretend the end days aren't upon us. Like I can't I'm even only do any of that. Two I can't, letters yeah. away from yes. I can't figure. That out. <laughs> Did you see um, Greta Thornburg? Is her name? Yeah. Did oh, the, yeah. Killing it. Where right she now. just drops. She just. She's like, yeah. So here's what I'm gonna do. I'm not making a statement. I'm just going to give you guys a climate report from 2018. How about you read it? That, That's she, my statement. You know, she, I like what she she's like, don't tell me how impressed you are with Sweden. It's a bunch of empty words that mean nothing if you don't do any work attached to yeah, it. Yeah. She is a mic dropping. You know, and the thing is, is like, like what's funny is I saw that video yeah. and then I read the comments and there's so many people out there that think climate change is a hoax, that think it's not real. And I'm just like, like there's part of me that when we're standing on the last bit of land, <laughs> watching the water foam up, I want those people to still be alive so I can drown them. Yeah, well, like stand I want on their I want that I want that person to still be there and be like climate change a hoax. So I can just be like, get your face underwater yeah. forever. I I am baffled by anybody who still. On the fence, about, uh, and not even not, on the fence. Like they're completely denial. Right? It's that's insane. You're a crazy person yeah. now. Do you not understand how numbers and science work? Like at this point, this is not a contestable. Even even beyond all that, we as lay people can now see things happening. Yeah. Right. I can sort of sympathize when it was this kind of theoretical thing that's happening, but your life doesn't seem any different, so it's kind of abstract. Yeah. But it's not abstract anymore. Yeah. Like, you know, if you if you think if if you think back to like your life and and what that looks like, and you can look at maps and see like what were your summers like as a kid? What are your summers like now? They're different. Like, they're different. It's not they're your genu- imagination that genuinely different. different. This year, this year in Chicago, um, on the lakefront, there is a spot on the lakefront. Um, it's a long spot along Lakeshore Drive. And it starts right at the Field Museum and it and it ends, the spot ends right before Navy Pier. So mm-hmm. actually a little bit far closer than that. So actually probably like around Grand Avenue it ends. Okay. So it's about maybe 15 blocks long. And along the lake there is a platform that traditionally my entire life has been dry. Mm-hmm. It's a dry platform. The water is normally about a foot below this. And People fish off of it. They sit on it and fish yeah. off of it. And there's two platforms there. There's a lower platform and then there's a higher platform. The higher platform is the is the lakefront trail. And yeah. the lower platform is the old lakefront trail that's now long, now just a platform where, where 
It was underwater the entire year this yeah. year. It was underwater the entire year. It's never in my entire life been underwater the entire year. There's over, they were saying some several trillion do- uh, gallons worth of water in the lake this year, more than there always, than there has been ever. And it's, and you've just got to think about it in that terms. You're just like, there's water level rise in Lake Michigan for a full year. It's been flooded for an entire year. There hasn't been a, a, it's not been dry on that entire stretch of land. And it's a foot taller. The effects are not in your imagination anymore. They're not things that you can't notice. It's like, man, there just seems to be a lot more hurricanes. They're bigger. Because they're just because they are, yeah. And like your summers seem more extreme, and your winters seem more extreme, and your droughts yeah. seem to be less. None of that's your imagination. In, in the in the Midwest, our summers are not more extreme. Our in the in the Midwest, our summers are more way mild. more mild than yeah. they ever were growing up. I remember growing up, it was ninety degrees all the time in the Midwest. Yep. The Midwest got hot as fuck yep. every year. It was hot yep. as shit every year, and for the past ten years. It has been mild as hell. Yep. Like mild, completely mild. We get 70 degrees, 80 degrees. I wake up in the morning and it's, you know, 67, right. 73 yeah. there. And it stays- That's not the summer you That's remember. not the summer I remember from growing yeah. up. Not at all. Not in the middle of August. I certainly right. don't remember that. And so that's been, it's the same thing. And it's been for years, it's been like that. It hasn't, that's not just one thing. And then the winter comes and it's absolutely brutal. Right. Like, like, like crazy. Absolutely brutal. When you were a kid- how many times did school get canceled because it was too cold to go to school? One time. Never that I remember. Yeah, ever. one time when I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah. So like, very, like in the last three or four years, how Couple many times? times? Three, four times. Yeah. I mean like four or five times? Well, for me and 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 and, yeah, and right. my, the, the higher ed institution right. I work for never closes. Right. So when they close, it's a big deal. Right. But yeah, school closes all the time yeah. for cold temperatures like, now. The world is demonstrably different now. And I think part of that is that we're like, we give a shit how like the, outcomes of children in ways we didn't in the 80s. That's you know? possible. Like, very possible. There, there are yep. some changes in how we think yeah. about that. But like, yeah, so I want to recognize that. But I, I read an interesting article. It said like, you, you you can click on where you grew up and then what year you were born. And it would tell you the amount of change that your area has experienced. And different parts of the country have, and different parts of the world have experienced more dramatic shifts. Yeah. In the Midwest, the shifts that we've experienced have been actually relatively moderate. They're mineral. They're minimal, know? yeah. But that's not true of, you know, the southeastern portion of the United States. And we, we you can, it's it's amazing to hear out of the same set of mouths, man, when I grew up, you know, it was like this and like that. And, and there's an acknowledgement, an anecdotal acknowledgement that the world is different now than it used to be, and yet still a refusal by those same mouths to accept climate change. It's like, you guys don't believe in science. You don't even believe in your own anecdotes. Yeah. What do you believe yeah, in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is Jim from his show. God's judgment is coming. Just as his word said, it would come in the last days. Do you understand? Why is man so livid mm. about global warming? Because it's probably going to kill us all. Or it's going to kill a good significant portion of us. That's why. Because, yeah, right. Yeah, I'm I'm upset about things that are generally apocalyptic yeah, exactly. in nature. Yeah, yeah. I would like, be the I would be in the same position if somebody said there's a fucking zombie virus. Right. Yeah. yeah. Or like I think people were were livid when the threat of nuclear yeah, exchange absolutely. was a real and yeah. looming yeah. moment. Like yeah. people were like, I don't want to die of bombs. Yeah. If there was like, a fucking smallpox. 
yeah. outbreak. I'd be livid. Yeah, too. I'd be like, yeah. there's all kinds of things I'm willing to get upset about. Especially if yeah. someone, while people were dying around them with smallpox, said there was not a smallpox. Right. Yeah. Then I would be livid. I would be livid at that person <laughs> because you're a fucking idiot. Yeah, because right. all the signs around, it'd be like somebody being like, man, there's nothing to worry about nuclear stuff. And then their face melting off. Dude, it's it's the fucking Black Knight from Monty Python. It is. Yeah. It's just a flesh yeah, exactly. wound. Yeah. Like, yeah. your arm is off. Yeah. No, it isn't. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why do you think people in America, they do you know what? They want to have people arrested yes. that don't believe that global warming is what they're saying. What the fuck are you talking about? That's literally made what up nonsense. What the fuck are you talking about? You know what I want? I want people that don't believe in global warming not to have public positions. Right. But that's not arrested. Yeah. Right? Right. I yeah. want people that are in power of large corporations to also not deny global warming because they have a huge impact on the climate. I want them to not do it. And I want them to publicly say there is climate change. And if not, I want their company to go bankrupt. That's not being arrested. That's a market that's, solution. Yeah, right. That's yeah. the invisible hand, right? Fuck you. That's, yeah. that's what I, we want is I, free market capitalists. I hope the invisible hand drowns you in the fucking <laughs> Lake Michigan that is overflowing right now. And it is. Do you understand me? Mm-hmm. Wake up, everybody. Yes. Listen to me. This is really, really important what I'm trying to tell you. Nihilist. What the fuck does that have to do Nihilist. with anything? If you were a nihilist, you wouldn't give a shit about the destruction of the earth. You wouldn't want anybody to be right. You wouldn't care. Right. Do you not know what that word is? No, I was... I'm, sorry, I just wanted I'm to sorry. say a scary word. Anytime people are crazy, insane, angry, and can't forgive, go crazy over something, you better find out what's, what, what, what is the root of that. Mm. See, they don't even know why they're so upset over global warming. And yet I've studied global warming. Oh, you've studied. Jim fucking Baker has studied global warming. I love these motherfuckers like, well, I'm an amateur paleontologist. Yeah, fuck you. Get the fuck out of yeah. here. You know who studied global warming? Climatologists. Yeah. The rest of you have not done it. You don't have the requisite fucking education and expertise to dig deep into these fucking complex fields as a lay person. Reading a handful of Scientific American articles does not make you scientifically literate. No. Reading and science together does not no. make you scientifically no. No. literate. And we've had periods of warming before. But here's the thing. God's... It's not been caused by fucking greenhouse gases in the past. Right. That's the thing. It's never, we've never had a period of warming like this ever. Yeah. You know? And also, I love the idea. It's like, well, one time I got shot. So when I get shot again, it won't hurt. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. No, it's that a, doesn't it's a, actually yeah. make sense. That's a great way to put it, right? You know, yeah. There was once an ice age and a global extinction event caused by an asteroid. So if that happens again, we're we don't good. have to worry about it. Good. Okay. Dust your hands off. We're so, fine. Wait, what? Yeah. Says, man says, these storms and the things that are coming, God's going to send judgment. He already has. He's already begun. And you don't get it, you're going to get it on tomorrow. What the fuck does that mean? That, that series of get sentences it. didn't mean anything. Man says God's going to send these storms and the judgment is coming and you're going to get it. <laughs> <laughs> 
tomorrow's broadcast if you listen to me. Mm. Because global warming is the world's excuse that God wasn't in the storm. What the fuck does that mean? Okay, I think I know where it's okay, going. Okay, thank right. God. Somebody's right. going to explain this to me because fucking Jim All can't. Right. So there was a hurricane. Mm -hmm. And there are people who know stuff who are like, hurricanes are caused by warm water. Uh -huh. And there's more of that, so more hurricanes. And Jim's saying, nope, they're caused because Jesus is angry about babies. So don't oh. say it's climate change because that means you'll kill a baby. Um, okay. For real. Yeah, no, that's, I think you're probably right. Yeah. yeah. He, so he's saying, he's saying you're, you're choosing something that is not responsible for this thing. Yeah. And God is mad yeah. because he somehow made a natural phenomenon that everybody points to and says, that is a completely natural phenomenon that happens. And God's like, motherfucker, I'm right here. Yeah, right. Can't you see me in this giant hurricane yeah. doing a natural thing that other people would completely <laughs> mistake for a hurricane? What the fuck is wrong with you, humanity? <laughs> I made this hurricane in my image. It's why it has an eye. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to prove to you God's in the storm. God's in that's the fake, rain. That's fake God's applause. God's in the wind. That's fake applause. It's, it's God's the fakest storm. Applause. It's God's wind. It's, it's God's lightning. Yeah, did you hear how it faded? It was, did you hear how that faded? That listen. Okay, I want everybody to listen. So to, fake. Listen to how this fades. You can tell that it's fake applause. It's 100% fake applause added after the fact. Listen to how it fades. That's not how applause actually fades in real life. So listen to how it fades. That's how that's how applause fades fades on Pro Tools. Right. That's not how it fades in real. Oh, life. when it just gets quieter, yeah, exactly. but doesn't change. Yeah, but doesn't change. Yeah. yeah. It, it, so listen. Yeah. The scope of it. God wasn't in the storm. I'm going to prove to you God's in the storm. God's in the rain. God's in the wind. Mm. It's God's storm. It's God's wind. It's God's light. Do you hear how the intensity yeah. of the clapping? doesn't stop. Right. It just quiets. It's, yeah. Well, everybody goes, clap, clap quieter. Clap, yeah. Quiet. Everybody all agrees at the same time. They all lock eyes and look at each other and be like, we're going quiet okay. now, right? Quiet. Here we go. Hey, hey, same tempo. Not as hard with the handy hey, look, bits. We tried this for like 30 minutes before we started. Everybody start <laughs> clapping. Okay. All right, Jim, you're out of the clapping game. You can't even play the clapping game. Because <laughs> that's how everybody claps. So we're joined by Glenda Kenyon from the Ethical Humanist Society of Chicago. We've mm. actually had an opportunity to hang out with Glenda a couple times. She's come to shows. We went to a thing that they put on at Lagunitas a couple years ago. Yeah, yeah. Great event. We had a lot oh, of fun. Man. So, uh, so Glenda, welcome to Cognitive Distance and Thank welcome you. to Glory Hill Studios. I, I have to say, I, I feel like I'm going to make my parents very proud when I tell them about my journey oh, to the Glory yeah, Hall. Yeah, yeah. Like, this is, this is uh, <laughs> so few ladies yeah. in the Glory Hall. <laughs> Like I'm saying, it's usually a and, sausage party. Yeah. Also, so few times that you can actually tell your parents about it. That's so, so one yeah. of those things. I, I, I will go so far as to say, even if it's a woman, it's so few ladies. Yeah. <laughs> I'll drink to that. Yeah. Hopefully so, so few yeah, ladies. So, uh, so, 
Glenda, yes. you came here from the Ethical Humanist Society to talk about humanism. Tom and I identify as humanists. Yay! Yeah. And so we would like to hear from you to start out, mm-hmm. if the audience doesn't know, what's the difference between an atheist and a humanist? Well, an atheist is more based on the idea that you have no belief in God or believe there is no God. Um, like, I grew up with an atheist dad, and his thing is it's, and it's not that, for him, it's like, it's not that I don't believe anything. It's that that I believe in nothing. That was his take on it. So with an with which I don't know. I'm sure there's plenty of other atheists that'll argue with me that. I mean, but yeah, I'm, right. Sure. I'm not on yeah. dogma debate, so we're yeah. not going to do that right now. So <laughs> nobody, nobody is. is. So <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> but yeah. um, so being an atheist is more about your your non-belief in God or your belief that there is no God. And humanism is more about an investment and some would say a belief specifically in the good of humanity and doing what's good for humanity. Um, like, you know, one of the sayings that we toss around is a community for humanity. So it's about recognizing each other's um, human elements, what makes us people, and and putting that forward before even some of our own beliefs. So you can be a humanist atheist, but you can also be a, a humanist Christian, a humanist Jew, a humanist Buddhist, a humanist almost anything else, and put that that coloring over whatever your base spiritual or non-spiritual belief is. Do you have people that are in your group that are religious? Very few. I mean, um, so we're like right now our building's in Skokie. So we have a couple people that are at least are culturally Jewish. And I know of them that they go, they do the Saturday service with the, with the liberal congregation and then they'll, they'll come to us. I particular, most of us are atheists. I will say for myself particular, I'm, I'm technically not. My, my belief in God is, rather strained in the sense of it is a belief but it is not a belief in a in a in, in a in a god that that I think likes us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think I think if there's any evidence for anything, yeah. it's that. Yeah. yeah. Right. And and I crunch the numbers. Yeah. yeah. I'm right fucking yeah. that yeah. I don't think I so. Because I cannot feel that kind of presence from whatever higher power it may be. I am a humanist because I can only really see it coming from other people. A lot of and but I don't I'm only speaking for myself because most of, of the most sure. of the people in our community are atheists. atheists. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I like to you know, one of my friends who's also the president of the society uh has said that, you know, the nice thing about humanism is you get a lot of atheists after the angry phase. So you got the people who like they Wait, there's an after the angry phase? For some people. Just, yeah. For some people. I just hang out in the angry phase. Yeah, I, I just know. have a, yeah. <laughs> I'm just stuck here. Yeah. Like, this is just the only yeah, phase I have. My, my right. angry phase is the refractory period <laughs> in between being angry. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's kind of like, well, there's there's the, a lot of people, especially if they're leaving a faith, there's that first part where they go, oh my God, everything that I've ever believed was a lie or that, and that's sure, how they personally sure. feel. And then there's a the phase afterwards of like, well, what what the hell do I actually do about it? Yeah. And one of the nice answers is humanist communities like yeah. ours. So we get a lot of people like when they cool down and realize what they want to do with that. So I have a couple of questions. So sure. your organization is the Ethical Humanist Society. Mm-hmm. Is ethical redundant in that respect or is there some distinction is, there that's that? important? And can I join the unethical humanist oh my society? Because <laughs> I really want to scam people out of money. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> but only if you donate it to charity. Yeah, right. Like, yeah. That's oh, like Robin that. Hood. This is yeah. a really so, weird thing going on <laughs> where I'm selling people hydrogen water and then at the same time 
time giving that money to Doctors oh Without God. Borders. <laughs> I'm like Dexter. Oh, <laughs> uh, so so they're uh, actually the the way we started was that the, so the organization actually started in 1882 and it wasn't humanism back then. I don't know if it's gonna take. <laughs> it was yeah. it was a it was ethical culture. So my guy by the name Joseph Smith. I don't know if he, <laughs> Good he had man. magic plates. Man. <laughs> he looked in a hat and told people what he saw. Well, he was wearing <laughs> a amazing. special monocle or yeah. whatever. That's oh amazing. Yeah, no, yeah. Know it's so, true. So it starts a long time ago. Yes, it it did, and so and it started to be more of an ethical culture movement. I and see. it was like so like around the 1880s, that's when it started. And so that's why we had the ethical part of it. And then over time we became the ethical humanist society. There's technically still like an ethical culture organizations that are out there. Um, but over the years, for us, we've just drifted more towards humanism. I see. I see. So I wanted to ask you a question about your your definition of humanism. Just because yeah. I'm, I'm curious. Something struck me is like, I'm wondering if you think people, like people in the broad sense, are just inherently good or are we obligated to try to do good maybe because we're not inherently good. Do you know what I, do you feel yeah, a distinction there? I, yeah, I get what you're saying. It's like, is human nature naturally benevolent or is it, you know, is it just we naturally rely on each other because of survival, which is a, which is a question that I've, I've had so much trouble with myself trying to figure it out because there's always, you feel like the science points to one thing and it points to another thing. And it's one of those big questions. Like for me personally, I'm the kind of person where if there's a big question, I don't know the answer. I'm like, fuck it. Yeah. I don't really care. <laughs> yeah, but fine. like, That's fair. But yeah. I think for me, the thing that I notice the most is we as a species tend to be very social. And if you're a social species, you do a lot better when you don't like start shiving each other in sure, the back. Sure. So I feel like there's some natural like, inherent- Don't shiv? Yeah. Don't <laughs> so shit. so uh, another thing Tom writes on, make America great again. Oh, you, could do you know that. what? I'm going to abbreviate yeah. it. Yeah, oh, there you go. MAGA. Go. There you go. Oh, I'm going to put on go. a hat. That would fit right there on the that's, that trucker. By the way, everyone, that's the Ethical Humanist Society's logo. Is <laughs> So. Oh, so I, I just didn't see the rest of the publicity cleaning out crying. Like, why did you do this, Glenda? Oh God. Like I, I, I asked that question even though yeah. like I mean I think there there's no answer. I was curious if the humanist mm. society had a had a position on it. But what what strikes me is that whether we think people are inherently good or not, what's more important is to do good, right? Exactly. Like regardless of whether or not goodness is something sure, that we sure. inherently have, it's yeah. still something that we're obligated to do. Yeah, and I will say that, like, even though I'm not a necessarily the most versed philosopher when it comes to humanism, the one thing that joining the Ethical Humanist Society helped me with is the practice of being good. And the practice, and part of that practice, to be perfectly honest, is just sitting back and making sure you're not being a selfish prick about stuff. The idea that you have to take a moment and think about the bigger picture overall. And, and I think that's part of humanism is like, it's it's less about the individual and more about the community, whether the community is, you know, a small, like, you know, just your small neighborhood overall or your family or whatever your religious or non-religious group is, up to like even the global community. And you start thinking about things like, you know, climate change and, and voting rights and, uh, you know, women's rights and, you know, March for, like we did, you know, March for Women's Rights, March for Science and all those things. And that's part of being part of the global community as well. Then there's kind of like layers. It's, you know, 
Um, dare I say it's like an onion? There's layers, and there's you know the you know. I mean, I was going gobstopper, but like I was yeah, sweet. Sure. Yeah, yeah, no yeah, jawbreakers yeah, too. You yeah, could go yeah, that yeah. way. Yeah. So now I want a jawbreaker. <laughs> so one of the things that happened to us a while back, I think we were on Seth's show, and mm-hmm. we were talking about humanism. And I remember it was Tom, and this is something Tom and I have talked about many times that you can't be a humanist and not be a feminist, right? Because yes, it's half of humanity, yeah. right? So exactly. it's impossible to do. And I remember catching a whole bunch of shit for that we because did. he hates because people on people his hate people that. they they Tom. hate the idea of feminism. Oh, that's too and bad. It's, yeah, and it's one of those things like like you can't be a humanist and be a racist. Like you no. just can't do it. Like they're just incompatible right. thoughts. Um, like, so. So is your question, who can we hate? Yeah, I was doing the same. That's where I was going. I don't going. mean to interrupt That's you. That's where I, I was going. Okay. I was thinking, I was thinking to myself, I was like, who can we hate? And then I settled on Milo Yiannopoulos. That's where I, that's where I fell. And I just yes. want approval from the Humanist Society. Right. That this is cool. Well, right. so, outside of human. Yeah. Right? He's not yeah. a human, so it works. Yeah, so. I'm sure he's a lizard person. Yeah. You know, you dig deep like... <laughs> Pulses, Hot QAnon take yeah, right there. Pulses, oh my God, I can't believe I'm saying that. Anyway, pulses, so like- Pulls his mask off. <laughs> and, and it's just a meddling kids. gold yeah. underneath. <laughs> it was you meddling kids. So oh was, man. Yeah. So, uh, so what kind of stuff does the humanist society do? Well, the biggest thing that I think we're known for is that in our building in Skokie, we have, um, and if you go to ethicalhumanistsociety.org, name drop, I did it, yay. Um, <laughs> the, nice. Because I, can, I can't be bothered to remember the address. Yeah, I'm sorry, yeah. I just yeah. put it in my GPS or yeah. my, I'm like, husband, drive me. You know yeah. what Yes, Miss Daisy. And I just, want all, I just want all you people to know that's what feminism is. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh, uh, but um, so. but yeah, if you go to thinghumanistsociety.org, you'll see that one of the biggest things we do is we have these Sunday programs. So usually when most people would be going to church to, you know, with dogma and creed, we instead invite speakers in to speak about, you know, what they're actually experts on or current affairs and things. So we've had anything from like scientists, journalists, advocates. Um, we even had like Seth Andrews over once. Um, last year, actually. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, you know, in a variety of people with a variety of topics. And a lot of that is kind of, um, you know, the last year we've been thinking more about, you know, head, hand, heart. How do we do that? As a community, we've worked really hard to figure it out. And we've, we've got, we realize we've got, dare I say, we have head down pat. Um, so we figured out, you know, one of the things we do is help, you know, with intellectual curiosity and the thinking part of it. And the Sunday program series is one of the big parts of it, you know. And then while the Sunday program series is going, you know, at 1030 in the morning on a Sunday, if you can handle it, I I know some people are like— horrifying, by yeah. the way. 1030 yeah. in the morning on a yes. Sunday? I didn't even know they made a 1030 yeah. in the morning on Sundays. <laughs> yeah. What is yeah. anyone using that time for? Yeah. That's your sleeping time. <laughs> But at the same time that's going on, we also have our Golden Rule Sunday School where we're trying to enlist those ideas of like the bigger community and how that relates to other people and learning about other cultures and knowing what it means to relate to other cultures as well as being a representative of your own, you know, with the Golden Rule Sunday School where we have basically, we watch kids from like ages zero to 12 and have lesson plans. Like for how long? Like, can you drop them off for like a week? Indefinitely. Yeah. (laughs) I, Is there a limit to the number? Oh. <laughs> just, the director would yeah. love it if I said that. Yeah. yeah, but no, but it's essentially essentially during the- Didn't answer the question. Yeah, I know. <laughs> just want to say avoided the question. So yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to answer yeah. for her. I know better than that. Um, but 
Yeah. So during the, so the program goes from like 1030 to noon. And uh, if you can't catch it, we do have a YouTube channel and the, I will not say our video quality has much improved, but, um, but 1030 to noon, essentially like the adult program. So you record all your sessions? Uh, almost all of them. Not every speaker lets us record like oh, that's wow. cool. Yeah. So, yeah. And we do put them online. It's slowly. So we're mostly volunteers too. We only have one paid um, position and everybody else is basically volunteering sure. their time. So we don't, we like, we'll release them in bundles as soon as we hear from the speaker. Yes, it's okay to post I this yeah, and things yeah, like yeah. that. Some, some things we can't post, which is why I encourage people that if they can get out of bed for a 1030 program yeah. should, because yeah. we have people talk about like, you know, the legality of rape and like, sure. it is illegal. I'm pretty sure. It's very illegal. <laughs> Does the one person who gets paid like ever just make fun of the rest of them? Just, or is that unethical? Oh, she's I don't remember. The s- She's like, she's like, (laughs) bitches, boom, boom, bitches. Walks out fucking making it rain. What's your ethical humanist money? I'm going to buy all ethical humanist money in this Oh my gosh. I'm going to buy a gumball. I'm not even going to chew, motherfucker. What? Oh my God. Uh, (laughs) I I have to say, I've got to give her a shout out. I'm sure she's mortified, but Sharon is one of the hardest working people there, which is why we pay her. That's what you have to pay. You have to pay for that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I got a question though. So people who leave their religion, they come to humanism, Mm -hmm. they're looking for something like this, right? They're looking for this structure that they had their whole life where they can drop their kids off for a couple hours, go like listen to a homily, you know, and I'm doing the air quotes homily right now. Hard air quotes. You know what I mean? Hard air quotes, but you know what I mean? Like they can listen to someone talk about something deep for a little while, which is what they do. I mean, they don't do that at church, but you know what I mean? Right. And so then they, they have this fill this void, the community void, like Tom just said. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what we're trying to fill. And like, I know there's a lot of people out there, like I was raised, I was undercover raised by an atheist. I didn't know this until he was 18. And then I was like, why the fuck did you let mom take us to Catholic school? What yeah. the fuck is this? So, <laughs> I thought it was funny. <laughs> and even my mother's like, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. but um, but yeah, there's like a lot of people like us. And I come from like, uh, from both sides of my family, you know, we were raised with this idea of that community being really important. I come from a long line of people who like, they were deacons and members of the church. Like my grandmother is still very active in it and very prominent in specifically the black Catholic community. And when... I realized I w- that was never going to be part of my life anymore. I was like, I'm a really social person, and I like having a group where we're kind of all on the same page of, like, ethics and reasons and, wor- and worldview. So I, when I found— when I found this community, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm all in. I'm all in with this. And there are a lot of us out there who need that. We yeah. need yeah, to, sure. you know, we need to have that feel, you know, feeling of belonging. Like, you know, a lot of us, you know, especially in the atheist community, like to laugh at like, oh, how it's silly for you to want to belong to something. But I, I think that's just inherent part of humanity. It is, yeah. It's you part know, of being like, a human. We're yeah, just essentially groups. social creatures. Yeah, yeah, yeah right? exactly. Yeah. Like, that's just a known thing about plants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and so if you really feel like you want that, but you don't necessarily need it, you don't need somebody to then spout to you this dogma and creed for about like an hour and a half. Instead, you can come and you can hear somebody talk about like, oh, I advocate for people who used to be sex workers. Here's my story. Or yeah, like, yeah. oh, this is what's happening in current events in Illinois. Here's here's what's the news about that and my, you know, my expertise on it. You know, we're doing that so you can actually think for your, you can retain some actual like facts, real hard facts with some expertise and, and 
you know, do with that information what you will on your own rather than have somebody tell you how you should think about certain things in the world. And yeah, there's, we're obviously, we, you know, Black Lives Matter, you know, women's rights are human rights, trans rights are human rights, you know, all that stuff. We inherently believe that because that's part of humanism. All humans have a right to exist peacefully. I mean, God forbid we leave people the fuck alone. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) Like, so, um, but otherwise you can get information and do with it what you will and decide, you know, within your humanism what you want to do with it. I got to I got to ask though if I was somewhere else not mm-hmm. Chicago yeah. where would I find this the a, a similar group yeah. do, do they have different uh like chapters all over the country Yeah yeah so the American Humanist Society we're a member of the American Humanist Society and you know and there's different iterations actually around Chicagoland we're one of 3 so we're oh. so we're based like more Northside Skokie-ish right now but if you go um, to the American Humanist, I think it's AmericanHumanistSociety.org or just Google American Humanist Society. You can see there's organization, organizations across the country for people like us who like, I want a community. I want to hang out with people who think like me, but I, I, and I don't, I don't want to be a church, you know, and some of them are Unitarian Universalists. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, yeah. there's a few congregations like that that are very specifically humanist, but otherwise a lot of them are just groups of people who are like, let's meet at the bar, let's talk about this topic, let's see how it applies to humanism, and let's, or let's do community work, you know, you know, and, and things like that, you know, from, from, you know, partnering with churches to do soup kitchens and stuff, even though we're secular groups, to, like, you know, the underthought stuff. Like, I've seen some groups do, like, for um, people that are in in shelters, you know, a lot of things that they don't have include socks, underwear, and feminine hygiene products. Yeah, like, huge, yeah. And so a lot of times they, they're like, well, this is an underserved group. Let's let's do something for them. Sure. And that's awesome. Just, yeah, yeah and, that's great work. And the great thing about being secular is like, you're not scared of vaginas. Yay. So you yeah. can buy these tampons <laughs> yeah. and give them to people yeah. who need them and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. So I mean, you can still like, throw them and run the other way though if you worse. Yeah, no, if you're still terrified. If you're just like, I don't believe in God, but I do believe in vaginas. Ah," And just (laughs) run away. I just want to make sure we have options. I've met some. I like the idea that like you have to believe in vaginas. Like it's I don't actually do. So I'm I'm still I'm still an atheist when it comes to vaginas. So I certainly don't so, believe in clits. That's <laughs> what is it like? Yeah, big no. Blood? Yeah, come on, no. Who that's some that? that's some cryptozoology <laughs> shit right there. The fuck? Okay, oh, I'm gonna take my fucking boat, my boat all the way down the river to the crest of the river. Whatever, whatever. So and where there's the foliage, fire, we see what? it. It's and here's the clits in its natural habitat. Uh, anyway. So, uh, so if people were going to find all this stuff, mm-hmm. first they can look on our show notes because we're going to have it on our show notes. This awesome. is episode 488. But if people want to find, let's say, the humanist societies across the country, where would they go? If you go to AmericanHumanist.org, you can, you can not only find if there are other groups that are doing, you know, humanist meetings and stuff, whether they have their own building or not near you, but you can also just sign up at, to be a member on your own and keep up with, you know, humanist organizations and things. Because they also do things like, you know, call your senator about this, you know, for yeah, keeping sure, church, and state, sure. church and state separate and things yeah. like that. Um, and, and keep up with it there. So and if and if you were going to look in Chicago, where would you go? Go to ethicalhumanistsociety.org, mm-hmm. um, and that's where we are. Um, 
and I don't know the websites for the other ones, but if you Google um, like West Suburban Humanists of Chicago or uh, End of the Line Humanists, you'll find the ones that are around the West Suburbs. And we're Ethical Humanist Society of Chicago's right specifically in Skokie. Okay. So, yeah. So thanks for joining us. Oh thanks for gosh. coming in. Yeah, thank and thanks you. for thanks for doing such great work. We will yeah. uh, hopefully people will hear this and visit their humanist society yeah. and, and decide that they're actually humanists instead of just jerk off atheists. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> can Stop I just, being lazy. Yeah. Can I just, humanism is atheism, but it's not lazy. Exactly. Right. You, right. you yeah. kind of have yeah. to put the work in. Yeah. And if I could just add one more thing. So we are um, planning to uh, do ethical drinking again. Yes. So we're still doing that October 28th. Okay. If you go to ethicalhumansociety.org, um, it's ethical drinking to the witch's brew. And we are going to have a, um, a jazz blues duo. I forget their names, but they actually have played for Chicago Blues Fest and all that. And um, there'll be beer, obviously. There'll be pizza. There'll be a silent auction, 50-50 raffle. And um, and that's going to be at Lagunitas at the end of October? Yes, October 28th. It's a Monday, right? Yes. Okay. So it'll be, I yeah, I, I actually know the date this yeah. time. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah so. Like, um, so yeah, October 28th and... Um, we're also doing, I hope people actually participate in this because at a win, we decided to do a, a witches and warlock costume contest. Oh, it's cool. Yes. So please, yeah, because it's near Halloween and we're a bunch of heathens. So why yeah, the why fuck not? not? Yeah, why just not? do it. Glenda, thank you so much for coming in and yeah, joining us. Thanks for having me. And, uh, and hopefully people will go and visit the humanist societies around there. Yeah, thanks so much. So we want to thank our patrons. Of course, we want to thank all our patrons. We want to thank our newest patrons. And there's a ton of them. Mike, Christina, Frank, Andy, Bran, Full, Lily, Rowan, Executor, Christopher, Proxy, Kiwis Don't Like Trump Either, Amanda, Timothy, David, weboflies.info, and Dennis. Thanks so much for your generous donations. We are doing something new. Um, we got a ton of mugs we have to actually give away. We have a, a shit ton of citation-needed mugs. This is twofold. We want people to listen to the Citation Needed podcast. We, we want people to buy Citation Needed tickets for the live show in on October 12th in New York. You can find tickets at citationpod.com. But we are also giving away these mugs. So we have a bunch of mugs we're going to give away. We're going to, every five patrons that sign up, we're just going to give away a mug. So yep. a mug to one of those patrons. So it's just a random, we're just random numbering it. We have a random number generator and we have three winners this week. Um, Christina, Full, and Timothy. If you send Ian at dissonancepod.com your information, where this mug needs to go, we will send a mug to you. So uh, respond to us. Let us know where you're at. Uh, we will send a mug via the post office to your place. Thank you for being patrons. Enjoy your citation needed mug. We really do appreciate it. And if you want to get a citation needed mug, we're giving away, like we say, one every five people who sign up. So become a patron today and you got a one in five chance of getting a, a wonderful red citation needed mug. We got a message from Maz and Maz sent a message that said, hey, they had to laugh when we were talking about cigarette prices because I was saying something like cigarettes are like 10 bucks a pack. They're $40 a pack in Australia. Yeah, when we were in Australia, they were expensive in 2016. I can't imagine. Wow. $40 a pack. That's Holy oh, amazing. We got a message from Dave and Dave found our podcast on Spotify and he's on uh, episode 46. He's sort of binging it. And Dave's a trucker. Um, I just want to say like my dad was a trucker for 40 years. And so I have a soft spot in my heart for truckers. <laughs> so we hope you enjoy the, the podcast, Dave. And uh, thanks for listening. You can find us on Spotify. All the episodes are there. So if it's a, if it's a way for anyone who wants to listen, Spotify is a great way to catch the show. 
got a message. Um, this is from Rebecca, and she sent a message that said that there's a new Church of Scientology that's possibly going to be opening up in the South Loop area. It's in uh, the uh, the uh, Printer's Row area, 650 South Clark, which is two or three blocks from my house. Right. Um, they uh that from what I hear though it was the, the article came out in 2015 and there's never been any pressure to to go forward with this so there's not a uh there isn't uh anything there but we'll see if anything ever comes in if something comes in I'm absolutely going in there are you oh 100 percent Oh, hundred percent. I want to do one of those e-meter things. <laughs> I want to touch my dick to the can. <laughs> see what happens. Got a message from, uh, this is from, uh, from Sean and Sean said, Hey, have you guys seen this David Ike documentary? We have not, but Tom and I might watch it. Um, I'm going to put it on the start stuff. So we all have something yeah. else to watch and review. So we might actually watch it. Um, and see, uh, see what's a, what's, what, what goes into it. It's called David Ike renegade. It's from 2019. So it's, it's recent. We got a message from Lisa, and Lisa is from Sweden. She wants us to hear about Millert. So here we go. Hey, guys. Malort is actually pronounced malurt and is commonly used in liquor because it was supposed to have medicinal effects. The active substance had to be drawn out in alcohol. It was supposed to have the same effect as THC. Glory hole. Same effect as THC. That's called alcohol. <laughs> 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 so you gotta, you gotta put a lot yeah. of alcohol in it, and then you get all I do stuff love, from there. I do love when other people pronounce Malort, though, and it sounds so much better than us Americans. Because we're just like, Malort. We like sound like we're throwing up. Like It's just the sound you make yeah. when you drink Malort. It is genuinely the worst stuff. By the way, if anybody's ever in Chicago, and we're in Chicago, and you are at a bar with us, tell us you want a shot of Malort. Tom and I will absolutely, we will buy you an unlimited number of shots until I go into debt. I will do it. I will do it. So anybody who wants it, you come find me. Bunch of people sent us messages about uh, the conversation that you and I had about slaves and enslaved people. Mm -hmm. We had it last episode. And it was something I was planning on cutting. And the reason why I didn't cut it, not to say one of us is wrong and one of us is right, because I, I actually think that after we had that conversation, I agreed with your position. Yeah. And from that point on, I used enslaved people because I was like, wow, that makes a lot of sense. I guess I really thought about it a little differently and we moved on. The reason why I left it in there was not to say one of us is right or wrong. The reason why I left it in there was for an example of somebody hearing something and then changing their language about it. Right. That's why I left it in there. It's like when you hear somebody's pronoun for the first time and you're like, oh, I should use that pronoun. And then you use it. Right. I left it in there as an example of someone <laughs> hearing something, changing their mind, and then following through with it. Right. So I... I know a bunch of people sent me messages saying, hey, man, you're wrong. I know I was wrong. <laughs> That's why I changed my language. Could, if you listen to the whole conversation, you could hear that happen. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I feel like, did you miss the second yeah. half of the conversation? Where I say out loud, that's a really great point, Tom. I hadn't thought of it like that. And then I, I never said slave again. I, know. I said enslaved person. That's why it's in there. So I just wanted to say to everybody who was telling me that I was wrong, I know I was wrong. <laughs> uh, I started writing the email before you were done that, that, the conversation. That has happened to people before. We have gotten emails, mad emails from people who said, well, what the fuck about this? And then we'll get an email 20 <laughs> seconds later that says, I finally finished the conversation you guys got yeah, to there. Right. Yeah. That's happened. Uh, yeah. That's happened countless times. Yeah, just get to the end of the thing. Yeah. This is a great message. This is from Matt. 
Matt number one, Matt's from Australia. Yes. Matt says, do you think the anti-union mentality is like anti-vaccine unions? We're our vaccine against self-imposed slavery. We lost herd immunity and now we're heading back to serfdom. Here's the thing. I think just like just like vaccines, they are a victim of their own success. Yep, yep. They are a victim. Everybody saw, hey, the workers were doing pretty good. They were getting, you know, the, the, like look at GM as a perfect example, right? All those people had a lot of, like a good, a good, not a lot of money, but a good sum of money that they were getting, right? Those people had good paying jobs. Yeah. They worked in a factory. And then now look where they're at. And so I, I think we, I think it is. I think it's a great, insightful comment. It's a victim of its own success. Yeah, we already have weekends. Yeah, right. right. We already have a 40 hour yep. work week. We already have, uh, anti-child labor laws. We already yeah. have all the things you take for granted that the unions made for you. You already have that. Yeah. The difference is like you still think, like there are people that think you will just always have that yeah. without the ability to bargain back. Yeah, yeah. But you will lose those things. And and here's how I know you'll lose those things. Because you're losing them now. Because you're losing them now. Because the, the work week has crept up to 45 hours on average, yeah. right? I know you will lose those things because we're watching the American workforce lose them by inches. You want to know what you're going to lose? You're going to lose your healthcare because Walmart's only going to employ you part-time. Right. That's how you that's how you're going to lose it. Right. And you're going to lose it as you work your way through this stuff. You're going to you're like you say, it's not one thing, it's all these little things that you yeah. start to lose. Your benefits start to go. This starts to go. They it's the old saying, if you give somebody an inch, they'll take a mile. If you don't have any way to prevent them from taking more yeah. than an inch, they're going to take more and more and more yeah. and more. And that, and I think that's an absolutely insightful comment, Matt. Thank you. Anthony sends a message in and his basic question is, did coats exist when Jesus supposedly <laughs> existed? And that's a great point. We had cloaks for a long time until we actually invented jackets and jackets came into fashion well into the middle ages. I mean, we're talking cloaks until then and cloaks... Hell, we still have cloaks. So <laughs> yeah, I think they messed up when he said he traded his coat for a sword. It's like he traded his Prius for a sword. I'm going to get half of what I paid for the uh, damn thing. Jesus. We also got a message from uh, from from Christian about sword play. And he was mentioning um, that, you know, there were a lot of duels back then, even when there was like sword fighting. And he's and he's right. One of the things that uh, that I've heard too is that they actually, there was so many duels in France that they had to outlaw it. They had to basically say that we can't do this anymore because too many young kids were killing each other. You, oh, too many young people were killing each other. That's crazy. So, but I also think that there's something to be said about, he's basically saying, his argument is, look, if we just had swords, we would just kill each other with swords. My argument is, is that we're a lot softer nowadays. Yeah. That's my argument. My argument is, is that, is that we are a lot fucking softer. And the thing is, is like, you can, back then there wasn't anything worth living for. Now I have Netflix. So <laughs> I think there's something worth living for now. So, um, but yeah, thanks for the message, Christian. You're right. There were a lot of duels back then. And there was a lot of people who killed each other. We um, also don't live in an honor culture anymore. We don't, we don't. And that matters. Yeah. So uh, that's going to wrap it up for this week. We want to thank Glenda for coming in from the Ethical Humanist Society of Chicago. Um, we're going to put links on this week's show notes. She's a wonderful guest. Um, they're going to be having a ethical drinking coming up in October. There'll be a link to that. There's also a link to uh, to the Ethical Humanist Society and to the Humanist uh, Society in general of the United States. Um, so check it out. Uh, also a link to their YouTube channel, all on this week's show notes. Um, be sure to check all those links out. Um, but that is going to wrap it up for this week. We are going to leave you like we always do with the Skeptic's Creed. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno Babylon bullshit. 
couched in scientician double bubble toil and trouble pseudo quasi alternative acupunctuating pressurized stereogram pyramidal free energy healing water downward spiral brain dead pan sales pitch late night info docutainment Leo Pisces, cancer cures, detox, reflex, foot massage, death and towers, tarot cars, psychic healing, crystal balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, aliens, churches, mosques and synagogues, temples, dragons, giant worms, Atlantis, dolphins, truthers, birthers, witches, wizards, vaccine nuts, shaman healers, evangelists, conspiracy, doublespeak, stigmata, nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. The opinions and information provided on this podcast are intended for entertainment purposes only. All opinions are solely that of Glory Hole Studios, LLC. Cognitive dissonance makes no representations as to accuracy, completeness, currentness, suitability, or validity of any information, and will not be liable for any errors, damages, or butthurt arising from consumption. All information is provided on an as-is basis. No refunds. Produced in association with the local Dairy Council and viewers like you.